Well, hello there, past members. Welcome to the Pharmacy Association of Saskatchewan Weekly Update Podcast. My name is Kim. I'm a community pharmacist working in Saskatoon. Often I find myself wishing that my emails would read themselves. Unfortunately, no one is planning to read my emails to me, but I'm going to read your emails to you. Why don't you relax and perform some much-needed self-care? Today I think we should color in some adult coloring books. I've got a pretty fancy one here myself. It's pirate-themed. There's a lot of aquatic animals, some squids, some whales. I've got pirates, i got mermaids, i got it all. And now we can get started reading the past weekly update from March 26, 2021. Alright guys, as I pull up the email we're reading this week, I see that the things that I'm most interested in learning are listed first and foremost on this email. We've got some updated information regarding the COVID immunization rollout plan for Saskatchewan pharmacies. This is a fluid document that PASS has been updating periodically as new information becomes available. It looks like they have highlighted the new stuff for us in bright yellow, so let us check it out. Okay, we're just going to read through the new stuff because I read you the bulk of everything in my previous podcast and we don't want to beat a dead horse. Last updated March 26th, there's some new information here regarding the vaccine hesitancy training. Pharmacists are required to take education related to vaccine hesitancy unless they took the EPIC immunization training December 2020 or after. Approved training options include a free vaccine hesitancy or other COVID-19 challenges, lessons from behavioral science, There's a link here that we can click. It's called neighborhoodpharmacies.ca no webinar series. Uh, This one is a free training series. I do see here there's another option for $15 out of pocket called moving to acceptance. How to address vaccine hesitancy in your busy practice. This is from pedagogy.cps.ca. There's a link here for that as well. So two options for us. One is free, one is $15. From reading on the past uh, member Facebook page, I did see some people saying that the free webinar is very quiet. And if memory serves correctly, I believe the $15 one comes with a certificate that's not available with the free webinar. However, both options are approved, so do whatever is going to suit you the best. I'm currently scrolling through this PDF looking for other new information. Ah yes, new update on a webinar here. Uh, PASS has decided to postpone the COVID-19 immunization program in Saskatchewan Pharmacies webinar. It was originally scheduled for March 29th. However, they have identified the need to gather more information and have it ready for a later date, which is now set for April 7th, 2021 at 7pm. When I look at my calendar, I see that's a Wednesday. So Wednesday, April 7th at 7 p.m. The webinar is being offered for free to all pharmacy team members regardless of past membership status. Please register in advance for this webinar at, there's a link here you can click if you have not already registered, which you might have. Please share this link with all of your pharmacy colleagues to attend at no charge. Awesome, so that I'm going to write on my calendar right now the updated date and time. So April 7th, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Pass webinar. Okay, I wrote it down. We have some updated information on the start date of the immunization program. The exact delivery date of vaccines is not yet known. 
a pilot phase starting with some vaccines delivered to some Saskatchewan pharmacies on the week of April 19th is expected. Pharmacies will be chosen in a strategic, targeted way based on available supply projected for that time and areas of identified need. The pilot is likely to start with 10,000 doses of Moderna vaccine being distributed, followed up with 10,000 doses of Pfizer vaccine. Vaccination supplies will also be part of this distribution. Full rollout and province-wide pharmacy start date will be subject to vaccine availability. A more robust provincial rollout will likely begin in May with a substantive vaccine supply expected over June to August to be split strategically among all vaccination partners, including SHA and pharmacies. Based on information pharmacies submitted in the survey, it is estimated that community pharmacies could provide 70,000 vaccinations per week during peak immunization activity from June to August. For your knowledge, this equates to roughly and reasonably four to six injections per hour per pharmacy vaccinator, i.e. pharmacist, regulated tech student, etc. Ooh boy! We've got some new information regarding distribution of vaccines. Distribution is expected to be primarily through McKesson in the early weeks, with other wholesalers coming on board later on. Supply will be based on your estimated administration capacity and vaccine availability. Distribution of vaccine will follow a phased approach. Pharmacies identified to receive vaccine in the pilot phase will be notified no later than one week prior to distribution. It is anticipated that this notification process will continue throughout the COVID-19 immunization program. It should be noted that on occasion there may be delays in the shipping of vaccines from the manufacturers into the province or changes in the number of doses coming into the province, so pharmacies need to be able to adjust appointments on short notice. Ooh, that's, that is going to be challenging for scheduling and we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves because this is going to be quite the roller coaster. Depending on available supply and geographical areas of priority, distribution throughout the province will vary and not all pharmacies will receive vaccine on a weekly basis, especially in the early weeks of the rollout. Amount of vaccine generally will be provided in packages approved by Health Canada. However, solutions are being considered on how to split packages to decrease wastage. Regarding the types of vaccines being provided to the pharmacies, we don't know what type of vaccine each pharmacy is going to receive. It will be dependent on current regional usage and vaccine supply. Different pharmacies may receive different vaccines. Ultimately, all three vaccines currently available, Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, will be the vaccines allotted to be distributed to pharmacies in the short term. So do your education modules for all of those. Pharmacies will receive their allotment of one brand of vaccine only for the duration of the program, which will be predetermined based on what was provided initially in that community and what is available at that time. This will help to take pressure off of pharmacy staff related to patients' vaccine shopping. Oh, this is good to know because I know a lot of us have been curious as to what the second dose strategy was going to be because obviously we want our patients to be getting their second dose using the same vaccine they had for their first dose and I just wasn't totally sure how that was going to be managed. So this makes a lot of sense. Oh, and they go on to say, of course, patients will be required to receive the same vaccine if a second immunization is required. As with all new services and flu vaccinations, there can be no inducements attached to these vaccinations. No inducements! Pharmacy advertising must be consistent with SCPP bylaws and reflective of our responsibility to the larger system and to patients. 
There will be very close monitoring and need for tracking by the Sask Health Authority and the Ministry of Health on this effort, so be prepared for additional communications and to respond quickly. Flu season will be upon us again shortly after this time frame, so please ensure your resource planning takes into consideration staffing needs and rest time over summer months and into early fall. Okay, well those are our updates on the immunization program that we're expected to roll out here uh, from the past weekly update March 26, 21. Next up in our email we have the Sask Health Authority stakeholder update, so let's click on that one. Okay, here is our Sask Health Authority update, highlights for healthcare partners, March 25th, 2021. This communication is intended to provide timely and important info to our municipal leaders, health system partners, health and hospital foundations, and other community-based organizations. Please feel free to distribute among stakeholders as appropriate. As always, there are some human interest stories throughout the document here. I'm going to let you peruse those at your will, but I will read you this section called COVID-19 Variants More Transmissible. COVID-19 variants of concern are more transmissible, meaning it takes less exposure to catch COVID-19 and symptoms develop faster. To protect yourself and loved ones from variants, continue to wear a mask when in public spaces, physically distance, keep your household bubbles small, wash your hands frequently, avoid unnecessary travel, get tested and stay home when sick, even if mild symptoms, and when eligible, get vaccinated. Now is not the time to let your guard down. There's also an interesting section here that I've been curious about called COVID-19 Vaccines for Children. As the adult world waits for the opportunity to receive a COVID-19 vaccine, it raises the question of if and when children will be immunized. Health Canada has approved the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for 16 and older, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Covishield, Johnson & Johnson, Janssen are recommended for those 18 years and up. At this stage, there isn't enough data from the clinical trials to know the effects these vaccines would have on children, said Dr. Tanya Diener, COVID-19 Immunization Co-Chief, Sask Health Authority. We do know that this will be the next area for trial studies, with Pfizer recruiting candidates for ages 12 and up, Moderna already having started their clinical trials for children 6 months to less than 12 years, AstraZeneca Oxford is trialing theirs on 6- to 17-year-olds and Johnson & Johnson looking at infants and even newborns. There's quite a wide range of ages being studied. It's important to do clinical trials specifically in children as their immune systems are still maturing and they might react differently to the vaccine, including side effects. It's also necessary to see if they need different formulations or dosages. Alongside the clinical trials, the number of cases in children, the severity, and whether children are a significant source of community transition will continue to be studied. Dr. Supriya Sharma, Health Canada's Chief Medical Advisor, has indicated that teens will be researched first and then children under the age of 12. Potentially by the end of the calendar year, we might have some answers for children, Sharma believes. Wow, let's focus on that again. So she says, potentially by the end of the calendar year, we might have answers for children. So that's expected to take the bulk of 2021. It makes sense, but I, I didn't know what kind of time frame we would be looking at for that. Carrying on with the article, once the vaccines receive Health Canada approval, the National Advisory Committee on Immunization will review the clinical trial evidence and make recommendations on dosages. Until COVID-19 vaccines are available for children, the best way for parents to protect their kids is to ensure that all vaccines and boosters for other diseases are up to date and follow public health orders. 
Remember to wear masks, wash your hands, physical distance. This will help limit transmission of COVID-19 virus for both adults and children, as well as parents and other adults ensuring they receive their COVID vaccine. Beauty, that was a good one. I'm going back into our past weekly update email. There is a link here for the Drug Plan Extended Benefits branch. They now have a COVID-19 tab on their website. Let's click on that. I've pulled up this Drug Plan Extended Benefits branch link. It is actually listed on the left-hand side where they have all of the drop-down menu for the formulary, application forms, program links, etc. There above Influenza Immunization Program, there is a tab now called COVID-19 Immunization Program. Beautiful. So they have got all these documents organized for us. It starts with the registration form for Sask Pharmacies followed by the COVID-19 immunization manual. I've clicked on that. This is new to me. I haven't seen this until just now. It looks very nice. So it took me to a webpage on eHealth's website called the COVID-19 immunization manual. I'll read you the headings here. There's a lot of um, documents that are available on here. Uh, first up, we've got public resources. So this includes Information about the approved vaccines, AstraZeneca, Covishield, Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna. Vaccine screening questions, as well as aftercare for each approved vaccine. As well, there are health professional resources regarding vaccine administration, adverse events following immunization, cold chain management and wastage, vaccine ordering and packing, vaccine transportation and distribution, documentation and reporting. I've clicked on a few of the links out of curiosity. The one that, well, there's multiple that have caught my eye, but I did click on uploading COVID-19 vaccine AEFI reports into a client's panorama record thinking, oh, interesting panorama. When I click on that, it does say that the person performing this is the public health nurse or appointed staff. So um, I guess that it makes sense that this manual would be targeted towards all immunizers, not just pharmacists. But remember that when you're looking at some of these documents. It seems that they're not all directly relevant to our role uh, as we understand it, unless things are going to be changing quite a bit, which would be great. I would love access to Panorama. Another one that has caught my eye here is called COVID vaccine pooling residual vaccine to obtain full doses. So this is a two page document and it is saying as noted in the SASC Immunization Manual, Chapter 8, Section 1.3.1.2, the risks of pooling vaccine for multiple vials are potential contamination and lot number discrepancies. The risk for contamination is a key consideration since COVID vaccines do not contain preservatives. However, potential risk can be minimized through the processes outlined in this work standard with the intended benefit of protecting more individuals from COVID-19 disease by maximizing the number of immunizations administered. The practice of pooling residual vaccine to obtain a full dose is only applicable to COVID vaccines and is not to be applied to other vaccines, i.e. influenza. Desperate times call for desperate measures, fam. Practice requirements. Strict aseptic technique should be followed in diluting and or drawing up from the vials, including minimizing contact with the vials and the number of times the vial is punctured. Additional practice considerations are outlined below. Pooling is done using residual volume from a maximum of three vials and the vials must be the same product and lot number. If a full dose is not obtained from three vials, discard the vaccine in the syringe. Only residual amounts from a vial should be used to pool, i.e. do not top up a partial dose with vaccine from a vial that has one or more full doses remaining in it. Strict tracking of the date and time of first puncture or dilution of each vial must be implemented. 
Only pool vaccine from vials where first puncture dilution occurred within the previous six hours as per manufacturer's stability data. When date and time is not known or uncertain, the vial cannot be used. Anyways, it goes on. That's quite interesting because I had been hearing about pooling doses, but uh, in general I know that's a strategy that's been frowned upon. I guess in the arena of COVID-19, we gotta do what we gotta do. So it seems like this primarily has been occurring at the mass immunization clinics, but it may be relevant to pharmacies as well. Uh, it's definitely something that we could ask when we have that webinar on April 7th, where PASS will be answering questions about the immunization program. Alrighty, well, lots of knowledge is to be had by following the links that you can find in this past weekly update, March 26th, once again. Obviously, it's too much for me to read to you during a podcast, but at least now you know where to find these things and you don't have to hunt and peck as much for them because I have told you all about them. I'm back in our email. It says, additional updates. The past board elections resulted in acclamation for all three open positions on the board. We are pleased to welcome new board members Beth Scott and Spyro Kalitsis with returning board member Lindsay Ziegler. I googled the word acclamation because I was not super familiar with it and it says an acclamation is a form of election that does not use a ballot. Loud and enthusiastic approval typically to welcome or honor someone or something. Huzzah! We've got a couple reminders for things that uh, should be on our radar here. The Advanced Harm Reduction and OAT Standards course is sponsored by PASS for PASS members only. At this time, that includes only pharmacists. There is no category for pharmacy technicians. PASS is not sponsoring the primer training. That is something you would pay for out of pocket if you are taking the primer instead of the advanced course. There's an access code that you would need to uh, sign up for the funded advanced training and you can get that by logging into your PASS account. Save the date, the PASS conference is coming up. This will be April 30th through May 1st and the theme is Resilience, Stronger Together. We're approaching the last few days of Pharmacy Appreciation Month. I hope you're feeling appreciated. I appreciate you guys. This year, you've done far more than ever before. Past CEO Don Martin would like to thank you for that. Click on the video above. And you can join in on the hashtag PAM2021 celebration by sending your colleagues a thank you note. Or you can see other thank you videos from the Premier, Past Chair, Past Vice Chair, and Past Director of Professional Practice. Let's celebrate the amazing work Pharmacy has and continues to do. Visit the member page or check out the winners of the 2020-2021 Past Patients' Choice Award. I was trying to figure out where this thank you wall is. So far, I do see a few things on there, but none of the ones that I submitted. So I'm not sure if I'm doing something wrong or if it's slowly getting updated, but I keep checking back because I'm keenly interested and I want to thank my friends and colleagues and then I want them to see it and to feel good about themselves. There's a note here, it says PASS does not currently endorse any particular technology. They're just passing forward some information for a platform called MedEsist. It is an appointment platform for COVID-19 vaccinations and other professional services. It's definitely one platform that maybe some people would be interested in exploring if they're looking for ways to manage their booking system in their pharmacy. Revisiting our past weekly update, we do have a heading called Webinars and Education. There's a vaccine update webinar on March 29th. This is from SASC Health Authority and the Division of Continuing Medical Education. 
vaccine uptake webinar. Please join the Saskatchewan Health Authority and the Division of Continuing Medical Education for a free come and go webinar regarding your questions and concerns around COVID-19 vaccination. Target audience, all healthcare workers. This will be taking place on Monday, March 29th from 6 to 8 p.m. Some of the topics they're planning to cover include vaccine development, efficacy, and hyper-selectivity, vaccination in pregnant and breastfeeding patients, Ministry of Health perspective on vaccination, cultural influence on vaccine hesitancy. That sounds like a pretty informative webinar. So once again, the date is March 29th, 2021. That's Monday, and the time will be 6 to 8 p.m. There's another plug here for the CPHA COVID conversations. They had just recorded a webinar called Preparing Your Pharmacy to Deliver COVID-19 Vaccinations Tips from the Frontline. You can visit the CPHA website and register for that webinar. It has already happened, but you can watch the recorded version. Our very own Myla Bullock is a panelist on that webinar and it was pretty informative. So I watched it and I would recommend it to you. Well, I must say, I did not get very far coloring this picture, but my whale is looking splendid. And we have reached the end of our journey today, uh, covering the weekly update from March 26, 2021. If you want to keep coloring, I support that. Talk to you later. Bye.